0: I want to talk to you from the topic today Uh, It's Time to Get Serious, Part Two. It's Time to Get Serious, Part Two. Uh, Last week we started a new sermon series and it was entitled It's Time to Get Serious. And what it is Time to Get Serious about is our walk with God. And I know last week, I know last week was harsh and a bit rough, as the Bible warns. I know I came at you a little hard, but as the Bible warns, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Let's look at it like this. If you're a parent, aunt, uncle, or a person that is over the disciplinary role in your home but you are slacking on your authoritative duties, and as a consequence, your kids is just bad. They are disrespectful to others. They are spoiled, so they have no skills whatsoever in playing well with others. And because they have no respect for authority at home, they don't respect authority anywhere else either. The Bible says something interesting about the relationship between the parent that disciplines and the parent that doesn't. In Proverbs chapter 13 verse number 24 the Bible says those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children and those who love their children, care enough to discipline them. As a child, one of the things, yeah, let's just read that again. Can we read that again? <laughs> let, that, let that hit home. Amen. Because what I'm concerned with is that we are raising pimps. I'm concerned that we are raising, we're raising pimps. And when you say, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, i I might be raising a pimp. What I mean is that your child might not be doing as well as they could be in school. Uh, They don't take the trash out. Uh, They don't clean the dishes. They don't do anything that is expected of them, but yet they got all the new PlayStation 5s and PlayStation 5 games and all of the toys, all the popular toys. And so, and so, you know, if you know what a pimp is, don't you? A a pimp is someone who collects money for doing nothing. Let me say it again. I'm a little concerned that we're raising pimps and pimps don't always have to have physical currency, you know, uh, mama, I'm gonna need them new Jordans with my D average. Uh, 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 m- mama, I'm gonna need that. I- I'm gonna need that new. I'm gonna need that new uh, uh, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need that new PlayStation game. And, and 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 your room is horrific. And catch you on a very very serious day. Catch that child on a very serious day. They will check. Mama, mama, better come back with my money. Used to be a. No, we won't go there. Hallelujah. No, you can't go ahead, you, let me do, she says go ahead, right? My daughter says she wants to start a reality show, call it the Lions Crew. She's made a page for it and everything, a YouTube page, and so she says it out loud, she says, we're going to start us a reality page, Daddy, and Miriam comes running out the back, she's like, no, we'll lose the church. <laughs> And she says, go ahead. If I stop myself, you know I need to stop. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. And those who love their children care enough to discipline them. That's powerful. As a child, one of the things that I grew up really, really confused about was every time that I messed up or I acted out to the point to where my mother felt a need to whoop me, uh, she would often say something in the beginning of the whooping or after or right after, and it would really kind of agitate me. Uh, she, would, she would have the nerve to say after she has beat me within an inch of my life, she would say, uh, you know that this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. <laughs> Or, or after the whooping, you remember after the whooping, they partially put their head all the way through the door because they feel guilty because they know they did way too much. That whooping didn't entail all of that. I didn't, that, if you're going to whoop me, whoop me for what I did. Don't whoop me for what you mad at your, mm don't whoop me about what you mad at life about, amen. And she, that's when you know they was wrong, they stuck their head out and said, now I want you to know that that hurt me more than it hurt you. And I would always think to myself, yeah, that's why you're the one that's not sore. And that's why you're the one not crying, because clearly it hurt you more than it hurt me. And, and, and something else I, w- I would always think to myself at the beginning of the whooping, when she would say this, this is gonna hurt me more than it hurt you. And I, and I, I would be like, I, had, I was a slick kid, I would be like, well, if it is, then why do this to yourself? <laughs> it's, gonna, if it's gonna hurt you more than it's gonna hurt me. And after you got that whooping, if, if you were anything like uh, my little sister and I, you would immediately start praying uh, that she died. Just just let her die, ma. God, just let her die. But you didn't say it loud. You said it to where well, she was not in earshot of you, but you meant it. Boy, You, I hope she dies. I hate her. She's so mean. <laughs> yeah. but, but then I grew up. I had some kids of my own. And I began to not only understand why mama whipped me the way she did, but I began to appreciate the fact that she loved me enough to whip me. And when I think back on all of what she went through to keep me solid, I know that she loved me dearly. So, so, so when my actions would push her to a point that she deemed it necessary to whip me, it, it, it probably didn't it, it probably did hurt her more than it hurt me. See, because now when I look back on it, uh, you know, be, truth, be truthful about it. She would give me a whole lot of warnings before she put her hands on me. And you knew that it was on. You knew the next one was, it was pretty much it when she said, let, let me have to come back Her. The last time was, a, you know, the last warning was a little, if I have to come back her, I tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody up that I hear in the room. But that last warning was short because she was actually getting up. Let me come back there. <laughs> we, we you know, like we don't remember the, the previous 30,000 whoopings we done got. We on the bed talking, come on back here, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she do a whole lot of threatening before she whooped us, amen? See, see, again, again now I am older and, and I have my own children and I understand why my mother would say, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you because because I love you. You you mean everything to me, but I see your destructive ways. I see the destructive ways in you, and if not checked now, they are going to destroy you later. And I may not be able to show you how much I love you with the latest toys, and I may not be able to show you how much I love you with designer jeans or through the newest or the latest pair of Jordans. but When your character begins to reflect character uh, that will end you up in prison, I have to show you that I love you. When when your character begins to emulate that of maybe your daddy who was on drugs or or who, who doesn't respect the law, who doesn't value his own life so he couldn't value yours, yeah, yeah. It will be then that you see how much I love you because before I let you go out like that, I'll tear your behind up. Amen. Y'all remember them type mamas? And and I don't know about nobody else up in here, but I thank God Mama didn't spare the rod. Uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Anybody anybody in here like hamburger? Hamburgers? And when you you ever you ever got the hamburger out and unthawed it and and, and was getting ready to put it in the pan just to get a whiff or something that wasn't right and you, you're like oh I know this ain't and you smell it and it's went bad spoiled means no use for not useful for anything you gotta be careful about how we are parenting because we don't want our children to be good for nothing because they're spoiled we, 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 hear, we hear a whole lot. We've seen a whole lot in this last couple of years with our young people in the city. And, and, and one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest problems is that, that they were spoiled. Mama loving them, thinking that this is the best way, making up for, well, maybe I didn't pick the best dad for you. Maybe I didn't work hard enough. Maybe I don't work hard enough. Maybe I got you you in this hood. And and so I overcompensate with things even though you don't deserve them. You understand? And and people begin to become spoiled. You got to be careful about spoiling your children because they will grow up to be no good for anything. Of no use at all. Now, now I understand what the Bible says. Now, I understand those who spare the rod of discipline, hate their children. Those who love their children enough, love their children, care enough to discipline them. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. And I'm a whole lot more seasoned in my parenting now uh, than it was back in the day there's not too much slack in my parenting now so 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 that means I can look Maya in the face and say oh I love you I love you so much that every time I catch you operating in ways that are contrary to how me and your mama is raising you you're gonna get this belt if, if I didn't love you I, I wouldn't be paying attention if, if I didn't love you I wouldn't be going through your phone if I didn't love you I, I wouldn't just show up at school you didn't know that I was coming. I, if, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't make sure you have a prayer life. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't make sure that you get the word on, deep down on the inside of you. And I make no apologies for how I love you and what that love will force me to do. Is there any parents in here that know what I'm talking about today? Hey Amen, you, you know, I come from that, that, that age where I don't got nothing to do with what they did down the street, but as far as me and my house. Lord, have mercy. Amen. American evangelist uh, and powerful man of God, D.L. Moody, once said, and I quote, There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, but few of us are willing to do the little things. End quote. Can I say it again? There, there are many of us uh, that are willing to do the things, to do great things for the Lord, but few of us are willing to do the little things. There's there a whole lot more people that want to grab the mic and sing and jump in the pulpit and preach and have a prophetic word but don't have a prayer life, a study life or, or no one that you're accountable to. Wants to preach, but, but won't help clean the church. Wants, wants to be a prophet, but won't show up for the meetings. And, and God is saying, I have a ton of people who want to do the parts that has you in the limelight. But when it comes to changing the light bulbs, the air conditioning filter, picking up the trash in the parking lot, are you ready to go there? Because the Bible says, you, are you ready to be promoted the way the Bible promotes when it says you have been faithful over a few things? will put you in charge of many things. D.L. Moody said something else that, uh, another quote that I feel like is needed to be understood, uh, and that was, before we pray that God fills us, I believe we ought to pray that, I would believe we ought to pray Him to empty us. Let me say that again. Before we pray that God would fill us, I believe we ought to pray Him to empty us I believe that this is a major problem when it comes to the development of the believer I started to say uh, the new believer but but what I have come to learn is in many instances is that there are plenty of people who's been in church been in spiritual positions that's been in titles that have yet to empty themselves And as a consequence, we have a bunch of carnal Christians who have not grown since day one because they were taught how to shout, dance, and act, but they were not taught the value of emptying themselves. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want a church that will dance more than they will amen the word. I'm not pressed about uh, uh, the altar call, how full the altar call is if if the altar call wasn't real. If, if we was just taking up time in the service, I'm not, that don't do nothing for me. I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, that don't rock my jollies, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to see transformation. I want to see fruit. I want to see lives changed. I want to see kids having a chance. I want to see you get the chance that you always had, but you, for some reason or another, let everybody snatch from you. You understand what I'm saying to you? Don't come down here if you ain't for real. Come down here if you ain't, you ain't for real. Lord, have mercy. And let me just go ahead and make this real clear right now. If you have been called to do great things for the kingdom of God, then the first thing that you're going to need to do is empty yourselves of the world, of its ways and especially its thinking. So, so, so last week I told you that it was time to get serious about God and your walk with him. But today I want to quickly show you how you can begin to do that. I would be a hater if I just continuously came in here Sunday after Sunday and told you what you need to do, but don't tell you how to do it. Amen. Not, not saying that you don't already know. I'm not saying that you already know. I know everybody in here knows how to be serious about their walk with God. That's why we don't have no sin in this church. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah! Don't 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 let me don't let me disrespect you. I know I know that I am privileged to preach to y'all that could actually preach to me because you already know what it takes to start walking seriously with God. Be careful about saying yeah, I do, because then the question becomes why aren't you? It becomes why aren't you? Oof. And, and and the main question today may very well be, how do I know if I need to empty myself? Hmm. And, and, and and do I empty and, and, and do I empty myself? And, and and to get started, you already have a bevy of scriptures from last week's notes to get you started, to get you on track. But, but I also want to show you a few things that's hindering, that may be hindering you from being as serious as you need to be when it comes to your walk with God and, and what to do about it. And, and one, of the, one of the most uh, definite ways that tell that you need to be more serious about the, the things of God is when you are okay with calling evil good. Yeah, somebody write that down. When you are okay with calling evil Good. The Bible warns in Isaiah five, verse number twenty: uh, "Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter." Our, our current day society, including more and more churches, uh, is in the process of calling things good that God has called evil. As, as governments are creating new laws and, in the land and, and renaming and legalizing sinful practices, uh, many of the churches uh, are joining in by changing up their doctrines to support this new culture. In, in other words, our churches, many churches are being pimped. Many many churches, there's many churches out here that are for sale. Uh, uh, the, 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 I want you to understand. So, so we got some pastors uh, that's taking on the mindset that love is love. And, and, and if a man love a man and a woman love a woman, then there should be no problem with that. I mean, you know, with them getting married, especially if they love each other. I mean, look how many, look how many bad relationships she was in before she met her. And look at how many bad relationships he was in before he met him. I mean, who really cares if they love each other and they're going to be there for one another and they're not going to hurt one another, then, then surely this is okay. The devil is a lie. The Bible makes it clear that homosexuality is a sin. And we play that off today because we have a family that's gay. We've got friends that's gay. And we take a stance with God's word until it confronts us or who we love. Oh, God is okay until he says something that you don't like. God is okay until he says something that you don't agree with. And so and so and so in an order in, in, in a in a in a desire to uh, uh, fill the church, keep the church full, and a desire to 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 get that money coming in, and a desire you understand what I'm saying to you to to so-called be after the world. We have allowed the world to pimp us. We've allowed the world to pimp us. Any time that you do something uh, for something other than the right thing. Oh, God. They, in the streets, they call them tricks. And the church is too busy. The 21st century church is busy turning tricks. Talk to me, pastor. We're, we're supposed to be holy. But, but we're okay with a whole lot of things that are unholy. We don't say nothing to the keyboard player knowing his boyfriend is third row down. We don't say nothing to him because he plays good. We, who, who gonna say something? Who gonna say something uh, to the gay cat that sings when he's blowing like nobody's business? And let me just go ahead and say, because you know I keep it all the way 100. If anybody got any questions about what's going on in our praise team, come understand the meeting that went on before you see what you see. Know about the phone calls, the late night deliverance sessions, the prayer at three o'clock in the mornings. People trying to get and keep their lives right. So, I, you can see what you see here, and I will still preach what I preach because we are taking the necessary steps for everybody to come out of the darkness and into the light. And oh, believe me, and please believe me, and believe me, please. If, if it ain't like it's supposed to be in in the amount of time that, that the Lord puts on my heart, you will see changes. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. But, 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 but if I'd have listened to church folk, I wouldn't be preaching. If, if, if Bishop Kennedy and Elder Kennedy would have listened to everybody that was in their ear, they would have never licensed me. You understand what I'm saying to you? Sometimes some people just need a shot. Sometimes some people just need somebody that's going to believe in them. Sometimes some people just need somebody to say, I'm going to walk this out with you. And if you for real, I got your back, but if you playing games, Don't, 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 don't run around here, you know. And, and, and my question is have you been praying for what you saw? <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Have you been praying for what you saw? They've been here long enough for them to be your family. You've seen them come down here to the altar. You see that they ain't coming. You know, you, you see the pain, you see the hell, you see the anguish. Have you been praying for who you've been gossiping about? Maybe, maybe, maybe the fight is harder because we got more folk in the church talking than they are praying. Maybe we could have saw deliverance by now if people were doing what they were supposed to be doing in church. I don't advocate sin in any shape, form, or fashion, but I believe it was Dietrich Haddon and they sang a song that said, I'm so glad that God still hears a sinner's prayer. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and I just got a problem with people to tell me that, that God don't, hate, don't hear sinners because if that's the case, what am I doing here? Truth be told, what are you doing here? What's the pastor across town doing there? You, you understand what I'm saying to you today? Everybody needs a shot to get that thing right. I don't know where I would be had I not got my shot to get things, to get things right. Ephesians, Ephesians, let me get back into this, 5 verses 11 through 12 read, have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. there, 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 there is never kingdom fruit in darkness. There, there, there is no, there is no right way. There is no right way of doing wrong. Lord have mercy. Uh, this, this verse. Uh, Tells us to instead to expose the fruitless deeds uh, and uh, not to embarrass them, but to expose the fruitless deeds, uh, uh, but but in hopes to help get their minds right. You understand what I'm saying to you? Ain't nobody told you because you see something and you might have saw it in the spirit to put them on blast. Ain't nobody told you to make a post so that so folk could catch what you're trying to say about such and such in the community, in the church community. You understand what I'm saying to you? It said, it said expose them. Watch this. But you expose them to them. Right. Hey, let, 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 hey, hey, come here. I don't know if you know, but, but, but you know, let me, let me talk to you. You understand what I'm saying to you? See see See, we got too many people that want to be the one to say, oh, he checked that. Oh he oh he he ain't having that he did that But don't you ever forget that this walk is and always will be about love Amen what? You see See, see, you don't get to hate the homosexual, you don't get to hate the homosexual at all. You don't get to hate the fornicator at all. You don't get to hate the thief at all. You don't get to, get to hate the liar at all. You don't get to hate any of them. But, but what you do get to hate is how God hated him. And he said, I, I, I hate with perfect hatred. In other words, he was saying, I hate how God hates, and for the reason that God hates. So you don't get to hate them because you don't understand them. Ain't your business. You're meddling. The Bible says aspire to live a quiet life and mind your business. First, 11, First Thessalonians 4 and 11. You understand? You ain't got to understand. You ain't, you ain't got to get it. You ain't got to. you just supposed to hate it because God hates it. And if you don't have the heart of, you don't, you don't have the hatred that God hates, you got a separate type of hate other than God's, and you need to stop hating because you ain't hating right. Got to get that off right. Got to get that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't get to dislike something because you don't get it. You don't get to dislike something because you don't understand. You dislike it because God don't like it. Oh, God. You hear me in here? God hates the Spirit because they sing, but they high. You hate the Spirit because they can sing and you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, you know, you haven't really got a problem with the real problem. You got a problem that, you know, that they can just do something that you can't do. Let me get on back into this, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there is never kingdom. <laughs> there is never kingdom fruit in darkness. So notice that I say kingdom fruit because there is fruit. There is dark fruit. You Anybody ever had a bad piece of fruit? Yeah. As pretty as it can be, as juicy as it can look, it can have you in a hospital just like that. Mm-hmm. Ain't, 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 ain't no kingdom fruit in darkness unless it's the kingdom of darkness's fruit. I, I, I want you to get this. First off, see so when I'm up here preaching, I want you to get this. And, and, and this hard and this tough stuff, you know, like I'm, I'm saying some things to, I know that I, I offend people. I know that, that you know, you, some of you walk out of here and go, I don't really necessarily know if I agree with him, but that's okay. You understand what I'm saying to you. Um, but the reality is, in your flesh, none of you should like me. And that's a problem that we have with a whole lot of preachers today. Everybody wants to be liked. I want to offend you every Sunday. I want to offend your flesh Every Sunday, I want your flesh to hate me. I want you. I want you to Sunday after Sunday have to war with your flesh. Now, I don't know why you going to church. You know they're gonna. I don't know why you going to church. You know they're gonna start talking about that. You hate me, you know. And I want you to become stronger week after week. And say, you know what? Shut up. I'm going to church anyway. See, see, see we gave up power for popularity and, and now and now nobody the church is just something else we do check, as Kenneth says, check off the box. It's done that week. we went to church. But, but I want you I want you to walk out I want you to ride out of here tell about him, who he think he is. I remember when he yeah, 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 do all that. I want your flesh to be upset. I am not here to be your friend. I, I, I lost some people one time when I said that, but I'm going to tell you something, but I saved my soul. I'm t- I am here to make sure you know what you're supposed to know. I'm not, I'm not caught up with, with hanging out and playing backgammon and, and all of that with you. I want to make sure you make it to heaven. You understand? I want to make sure you? Make, that's a sad clap. That's a sad clap for somebody saying, "I want to make sure you make it to heaven." Thank you. I want. To, I want you to go too, Pastor. That's what you should have been saying. <laughs> oh Lord. Whole oh, lot of laughing going on right here. Listen, listen. Uh, so, so, so when I'm preaching this stuff to you, I'm, 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 I'm preaching it because I love you. I'm preaching about, uh, um, I'm preaching and I don't mean to take shots at you. I'm just taking shots at the enemy. And, 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 and the only way you get mad or uncomfortable, let me tell you something. If you get mad or uncomfortable or you do that, mm, or you do this, I wonder if he's talking about me. Guess what? You are captive. Something demonic has you captive. Because I should be able to go through this whole thing Sunday after Sunday and you be like that. Amen. So well. I bless God, I've been delivered from that. I bless God, I've been delivered from this. I bl- I remember when I was I remember when I was a slave to this. I remember when I was a I remember when this thing had me bound. You understand what I'm saying to you? But anytime, get this, get this that you say, you know, I don't necessarily know if I agree, but it's the word, you're captive. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like him. Well, he don't do nothing to tell the truth. I know, but I just don't like him. You're captive. <laughs> Anybody ever done that? I know, I just, I just don't like him. you. You ain't got to tell me that you don't like me. I, I know, I'm prophetic. <laughs> I'm prophetic, I know. Yeah, 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 but, but is he talking about me? That's the number one. I'm telling you, you're captive. Because if you know me, you know I don't get down like that. You understand what I'm saying? So you know those who labor amongst you. And, and whether you know it or not, you are laboring with me right now. Why? Because you're gonna take what I'm talking about and take it out there and let the world know what's being said. So we are we are laboring amongst one another. Don't labor with nobody you don't know. Come on, good. I, I don't gotta ask. I don't gotta ask none of y'all. Nothing. I know about I know who I'm laboring with. From this side to this side, I know who I'm laboring with. I know what Kenneth will do. I know what Tyrone won't do. You understand what I'm saying to you? So we're laboring. Why? Because we're going we're to leave here and we're going to, we're going to we're gonna put all of this information into the earth realm. We're going to tell people this stuff. We're going to tell, come on over here. You don't, have to get, you don't have to get judged. You don't have to get, you understand what I'm saying to you, but you understand the truth is going to be taught. Last thing I want to do is hurt you. I love each and every one of you, but I say what God gives me to say because if I didn't, then that would mean I don't care. That's what that would mean. That would mean I don't care. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 6. I want to show you something real quickly. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 6. For the sake of time, okay. Uh, It says, for the Lord disciplines those he loves and punishes each one he accepts as his child. You hear that? See, we've been taught that I might have been foul, but now I'm with the Lord. Shit doesn't come my way. There's a word called consequence. You understand what I'm saying to you? There's a word called consequence, and, 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 and I want you to get this, uh, the fact that he, that he chastises us. I'm in, Gabe, I'm in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 6, and it says, again, for the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. So, in other words, don't think because you're being accepted in, you off the hook. You, you you know, you, you you ever see, anybody ever working in child care at all, and you ever just see that one kid that walk in, you know, yeah, I'm going to have to spank you. <laughs> I see that now. Any y'all got some, some kids in your family that you ain't seen in a couple years, and the last time you saw them, they was, oh, just so sweet, and then the next time, they they, they, they the weed man, and you... And you <laughs> And you, and you just see yourself, you just be like, you you saying it to yourself because mama's too sensitive. You just say, I'm, I'm, as soon as I get you alone, I'm, I'm going to whoop you. You need, you need a whooping. <laughs> just see him. So sometimes God, when he, when, he, when he accepts us, he knows what he's accepting. I'm going to have to go and whoop you off the jump because I, you know, yeah, 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 you... <laughs> mm-hmm that passion be mis, mis, misrepresented sometime I'm gonna have to go ahead and take a look at you so you understand who you with now see 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 because some of our natural fathers failed and they never whooped us lord have mercy but he whoops us because he loves us you understand what I'm saying to you <laughs> the bible says listen This this, this is love telling you how it is regardless to if you like it or not is me loving you. And the problem is many of you relate with love. uh, Many of you equate love with nice behavior towards you. You know, that's how you know love. Uh, He's cool if I say everything you want me to say. But then when I say what you don't want me to say, I ain't so cool no more. See, see, we, we, when we say, man, I love you, it means, you know, and our, prob- our problem is in the natural, we make love Santa Claus. Love means you're supposed to agree with everything that I'm doing and everything that I say Love means you're supposed to just let me have my way Love means if I ask you for it, give give it to me and don't ask no questions about it We have the wrong, jacked up, messed up perception of love Love is I will tell you about yourself despite how awesome you think you are Love is I will tell you, you need to take that off, that's too tight I don't know why you got that on Love will say, don't you see the chocolate stain right there and you still gonna go in there with the chocolate stain Love, see Love tells you what you need to hear. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And so so, so. The, one of the problems that, that, that we always trying to figure out if we can trust. Let me tell you something. If you've been cool with somebody over a year and you're still trying to figure out if you can trust them, you, you probably can't trust you. We over here three years in the relationship and you're still trying to figure out if I'm down for you like that. I'm speaking to you, ain't I? I done been around three years of you stupid. Just three years of stupid and I'm still here for you. And you trying to figure out if I'm down. <laughs> for, the, for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, if you knew your child was getting high, would you confront them? Why? because you love them okay All right. if you found out that your daughters had started prostituting would you say something to them of course you would and why first and foremost because you love them it wouldn't be a judgment would it you know it it, it would be you talking to someone that you love and trying to help them amen Amen. if if, if you found out your son was a drug dealer and a gang member would, would, would you say something to him Of course you would. Why? Not to judge them, but because you love them, right? So so, so if you can understand that, then why do we have such a hard time accepting the fact that Abba, our Father in heaven, loves us so much that he's released a book into the earth realm to check his children when need be because he loves us. So, 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 so we can understand why we would say something to our own, but can't find any appreciation for the father who, who says something to us every time we tripping. How's that work? How's that work? Maybe, maybe, maybe some of our children aren't listening because you aren't listening to your father or your parental figure your true parental figure and let me just go here i know y'all love mama and all that but you came through her you came by her you from him you from him you're his You're loaned to your parents. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's all. You're loaned to them, but don't ever make the mistake of knowing that you are his. So why is it that that he can say something to you and you can't understand it, but you get a chip with your baby when you say something to them and they don't understand it? Maybe if you did what you asked, in other words, I'm not going to ask you to listen to me if I don't listen to him. Oh, God. Oh, God, this is deep. And, 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 and the problem is you bring your kids to church. Problem two is they taught up there. So, so when they come down here and now y'all get home and it ain't what it is, now you're trying, you trying to discipline your child, but you've been done all week long. They done heard you cussing. They done seen you not just drinking. They done seen you drunk. You understand what I'm saying to you? They know who's in your bed. Ain't they uncle or they friend. They understand that's your man. And and now all of a sudden, you want to be a disciplinarian. But you don't accept the discipline. Do you understand how we we automatically make church something they hate by the time they're old enough to walk away from it? Don't y'all know that if we don't keep it 100 with these kids and this walk, it will be, it will be your fault that they feel about church the way that they feel? Your fault. If you out here living a double life, uh, if, you, if you have a double mind, you understand what I'm saying to you? Then it is your fault how they begin to perceive church. Kids got business, too. New movie getting ready, to come on, just got the video game. Yeah, we got to go to church because you feeling some type of way. You don't live this stuff at home. Why we got to get up all early in the morning? When's it going to help you? Maybe I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't complain about going to church with mama or daddy if mama and daddy was church after church was over. Yeah. Amen. Oh, Lord. I ain't, I ain't gonna, everybody looking at me now, y'all want to say Amen. Yeah. okay sorry I came by myself I leave by myself <laughs> another thing you want to do is to be careful about how you live this is how this is how this is how you this is how you begin to walk serious is when you begin to be careful about how you live let me say that again you know that you are being serious about your walk when you begin to be careful about where you live how you live hold on well, you, you you you're inviting me over so who's gonna be there because it matters, it matters. What, what y'all going to do? Because it matters, it matters. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? So, so so you mean to tell me that this is always going to pop off? You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't need to get there, and then all of a sudden, we having some type of drug party that you didn't tell me about. Because I even though I might not be doing anything, I can't stand for my, my good to be evil spoken of. I got to watch how I walk. The Bible says walk circumspectly, which just means walk as if you know that something can happen. And you've been on the earth long enough to know that something can always happen. So I don't walk out, you know, willy-nilly and free, just carefree and, you know, no, 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 no. I'm even with people I know, I'm... You go first. (laughs) Yeah, you, you... You go in first. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you drink it first. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Graham, Billy Graham would, he would get off the, he would, before he would get into the elevator, he would have somebody go into the elevator and look around the elevator, the small compartment, the elevator, and they would say, No one's in here. Then he'd send someone after him and say, Go make sure he ain't lying. And they'd go in and say, Billy, no one's, sir, no one's in here. Then they'd go up to the hotel room and he would stand in the hallway. Yeah. And they'd go, he'd send one by himself, look under the beds. If there's anything, if there's any way where somebody can squeeze themselves in, make sure you checked it. And then they'd come out and say, Mr. Graham, everything is good. And then he'd he'd send another one in and you go check it. It's all good. It's all good. Mr. Graham, it's all good. And then he'd come in and he'd check it. Because he was careful about how he lived. Because if you begin to walk and live raggedy, your effectiveness to the people that you are supposed to be a blessing to begins to lessen and lessen and lessen, and they're listening to you. Letting, uh, uh, they're, less, they're listening to you. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, more and more, they're listening to you not. They aren't listening to you like they were listening to you yesterday because you was you was trifling today, but yesterday you was even more trifling. Now now, now you're over here, it's Thursday, and you're trifling. And so, so Friday, they don't even want to be... In a room with you because they used to trust you, but your walk claim to be your walk claim to be phony fake. You understand what I'm saying to you? And they want nothing to do with you. These kids is out here trying to live, they're out here ducking bullets, they're out here dodging a, a death on a daily basis. And if you're gonna sit me down and talk to me and waste my time about talk to me about God, then you better know something about it simply because you live it and not just because you read it. Don't y'all understand what's happening here? We are on a mission. We are on a mission. And if we ain't real, they ain't fooling with us. Lord, have mercy. If we ain't real, they ain't fooling with us. Ephesians 5, 17, 15 through 17. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 and the Bible says, be very careful in how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Man, you get that? Don't be walking around here like you ain't got no wisdom. You've been through too much to be dumb. You've been through too much. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Let me tell you something. My niece right here, every blue moon, my niece, she will hit me up. Uh, Sometimes it's 1 o'clock in the morning, sometimes it's 7 in the afternoon. But whatever she wants to talk about at that time, because I understand she's at an age and she is super beautiful. I understand everything that the enemy has for her. So when she calls me, I'm going to make time. Baby, I'm going to hit you right back. I remember one time I forgot to call her back. I felt like I was going to die on the inside. And I, first thing I did, I said, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was asleep. I was, you know, I've been working third shift, you know." And she's like, "You okay? Oh, you okay?" And then but whatever she wants to talk about, I don't waste the opportunity. You see? Because they don't ask no more. They don't ask as much as they used to. So, so when your baby sat back and say, Mama, why this? Cut the radio off. Cut the TV off. Sit down and say, let me tell you. We're going to get the word on this. We're going to get the Bible on this. We're going to pray before I answer that because I want to make sure what I answer is of God. You understand what I'm saying to you? you, you you're in it. Why? Because you care. Because if you don't answer them, They gonna answer the the homie on the street will. I had a guy come to me and say, am I been watching out for your son, man? Be looking out for your son, man. Please don't. Please don't. We good, I got him. I got him. You watch out for yourself. Uh You my age ain't got it together yet. Watch out for yourself. Watch out for yours. you got to understand what the Lord's will is. That's why you got to be in your word. You giving them your best answer ain't going to do nothing. But when you give them the word, you have to have faith that that word is so powerful that even though they 10, 11, 12, 15, 22, whatever age they are, that word is so powerful it's going to do what it's supposed to do. And any time that you set back and you give them your best answers for only one of two reasons. One, because you don't know the word. Or two, because you think you're better than the word. You 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 too caught up with you I used to have a problem with my, my son. I used, to, I used to sit back with him, and, and you know, he would ask me questions because he'd hear about my past, and, and, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And then one day I was going, we came out, to, we sat in the garage for about an hour just talking about my past. He just wanted to know some things, and, and you know, and I'm sitting back, and I'm just like, well, you know, you know, and, yeah, 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 you know I'm feeling myself. I'm in my glory days, you know. And then I'm, I get out the car, and I'm walking to the door. I'm walking up in the door from the, from the from the garage, and the Lord spoke heavily and said, now, if he gets shot tomorrow remember your last conversation with him. You, you, ain't, you ain't took advantage of the opportunity to talk. He asked you a question, you could have took it anywhere. But it's, ain't it funny how we, we're quicker to help those that ain't as connected to us. Mm. Oh, don't you love nobody else's child more than you love your own. <laughs> Let me say that again. Don't you love nobody else's child more than you love your own. It you know I mean? You got to go start beating up other kids just to show your love. But I'm just saying, you better love your child, and your child better know that you love them. Your child better know that they can trust you. Watch this. You're going to have to get to the point where you're going to have to stop being so judgmental that every time that they tell you something jacked up that they done found themselves into, you got something, you got something super spiritual to say. Shut up and listen. Don't act like you wasn't caught up in that once a time, a time ago. Give them what they need, the real. With so many voices and opinions bombarding our thoughts today, us humans can be swayed off track without even realizing the direction that we're headed. How we choose to live matters. The daily choices we make add up to a lifetime. So, so, so in making daily choices, it is a, a, it's good to consider how we might look back on our decisions 10 years from now and and, and that might affect and how that might affect our life overall. So, so, so just to show you what I mean by that, and I'm almost done. Give me six minutes and I'm out. Uh, 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 do me a favor real quick and think back on the last 10 years of your life because every decision that you made from back then until now is why you are where you are physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. Look at it again. The last 10 years of your life, some of the decisions that you made that you know were not quality, they were not decisions of God. That explains why you are where you are physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. And then some of you can sit back and say, bless the Lord. The last 10 years, I walked this thing out. Bless the Lord. I wasn't perfect, but I was showing sure enough trying. And because I I did what I was supposed to do because I walked it like I talked it. You understand what I'm saying to you? Look at where I am physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, financially, relationally even. Some of us can look back over the last year of our life and go, oh, God. Some of you are trying to figure out, I don't know why I'm where I am. Go back and trace your steps, baby. I know where I'm where I'm at. And get this, you might think because I'm standing up here, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Nah, this whole thing, this should be the third service. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to go back and trace some steps. So you had to be 100 about where I was, what I'd done, what I was into. And when, you, when you're able to be honest about that, then you begin to learn from your foolishness. You, see, there's a lesson in the mess. I want you to understand that. There's always a lesson in the mess, but don't keep on doing the same mess. cause the, You understand what I'm saying to you? I can know, I've been knowing two plus two is four for a long time, but that ain't got me nothing. So, 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 what's that mean? I need to plunge into deeper math. Lord, how much y'all are hearing me in here today. You, see, you, you didn't wake up today being the you that you are right now. The who the you that who you are today and and where you are today is a makeup or a combination of all of your decisions, wise and unwise. Some of you young people in here, we said you got older people in here. you talking about. I'm trying to tell you now, it ain't gonna always be. I'm trying to. You better say. You better. Let me tell you something. the, the greatest thing that you can do for your life is listen. So some of some of you young people, you're so tired of hearing what Mama got to say. You're so tired of hearing what that. But but guess what? But but see, I tell I tell Maya this all the time. I tell Stephen. I tell Nazir. I tell all of them. I'm 50. I've been 28. You make it to 50. And since I've been where you are, I probably know a little bit more about what I'm talking about than you do. Now, when you make it, and guess what? I was doing better at 28 than you doing at 28. the bible lets us know that we should not live uh, that the way i'm sorry the bible lets us know that the way uh, we live should be in a way that is not conform to the world and and you should become sure and you become sure of that by not only reading God's word, but by doing God's word. The Holy Spirit, oh yeah, I wanted to give you this. The Holy Spirit hit me with this this morning. He said, he said, he said, tell, he said I want you to tell the church this. So when you hear me say, I, it ain't me, it's the Holy Spirit, okay? He said, he said I want you to tell the church this. He said, the sad reality is, he's telling y'all, the sad reality, yeah, he's telling all of us, the sad reality is we have people in this church who have been coming for years, but if I was to tell them to conform to the world, nothing about some of their lives change because they're already conformed to the world still and then he goes on he said how is that in church this church all these years and still conformed to the world still operating in life as a babe in Christ but if I had said but if I say be transformed by the word and everyone actually did it many of us wouldn't know the other anymore See, see, that's what he told me to. That's what he told me to. See, 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 the way way we know people isn't just by knowing some things about them, but I know you by your looks. I know you by how you walk. I can know you by uh, you sharing some of your business with me. But I will also know you because of how you are. And And God is wanting us to get so deep in His word and operate so deeply from Him uh, and from His word that that we literally have to reintroduce ourselves because the me that I was then the me that I was then is not the me that I am now and in fact, the apostle Paul put it like this in Galatians two and twenty and the new uh, the in IV version it says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved and gave himself for me. Let me just tell you about that on the Amplified side. We're done. Watch this. It says the Amplified blew my mind. It said, it said, I have been crucified with Christ, that is in him. I have shared his crucifixion. Lord, have mercy. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives lives in me the life I now live in the body I live by faith by adhering to relying on and completely trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself to me everybody in here ought to be able to look at some people that, that you ain't seen in a couple of years and say you don't know me you don't know me I know you. you, you knew who I was but you don't know who I am You understand what I'm saying to you? And you don't, you don't have to. See, see. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. Man, man when I repented, when I repented, and and got self together, man, you know what the hardest thing was to do? The hardest thing was I was so concerned with who was going to believe my repentance. When for real, for real, it didn't matter if none of y'all believed it. Only person that had to believe it. Only person that had to know. You understand what I'm saying to you? And and that's what Satan does. He he tells you as you're repenting, as you're as you're as you're uh, telling God you're sorry, as you're as you're saying you're rededicating your life. He's saying, what are you doing that for? God ain't going to accept that, and the people ain't going to accept that but note this, he really never said God wasn't going to accept that you just figured God wouldn't accept that because the people didn't Come on. Come on. Yeah, that's Come on. And, and that's a big problem we keep on putting God on the same we keep on putting, on, we keep on putting the, the people on the same level as God why did you do that you can't trust Abba your father because you couldn't trust your father You mad at Abba, your father, because you mad at your father. See? Paul said, who you're dealing with ain't who you dealt with before Christ. And anytime you claim to go from the world to the Word, from the creature to Christ-like, you ought to be different. It ought to throw some people off. The new you ought to throw some people off. And you should be unapologetic for that. But the reason that people are still treating you the same, anybody be just still getting, no, don't, don't, I'm not even going to ask it because then you, so let me just say it like this. But the reason people are still treating you the same way that they always have is because they don't see anything new about you. You go to church. Oh, okay. But church hasn't changed you. The word hasn't changed you. The spirit of the living God hasn't changed you. And so the only thing that they can really see is a different you. And the only thing that's different about you is you got a new lie. And that new lie is that you saved and you serious about God. Uh, another, another thing we need to stop doing is people pleasing. We're done right there. We need to stop people pleasing. Uh, uh, in, in this age of social media, it's so easy to get caught up in gaining likes and shares and, and dwell too much on, on being accepted rather than speaking God's truth. I, I had somebody hit me up one day and say, how you get all them likes? It, you know, I promise. I average about 22 a post, and I'm like, we we average likes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of got this thing called a a life, and I was just being obedient. Ha, ha, tell a true, shame devil. How many of you ever posted and said, "This gonna kill them right here"? It's gonna kill them. You didn't put it out there for you, you know, just to express yourself. Yeah, this is gonna kill them. How many of you ever done that? How, how many of you told somebody off through a post that you never said their name on, but you knew they knew? Ooh, <laughs> y'all petty. Y'all pe- got <laughs> uh, <laughs> people calling you, checking on you. Because you know, just don't nobody know. We good? Yeah, yeah, we okay, okay, all right. I saw your post. I just made. Huh? I, I, I threw one one time, didn't I? You remember that baby? I, I mean I threw one hard. It was serious. I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. And you, time you gotta call somebody and say, "Should I take that down?" <laughs> take it down. It was so hard. It scared me. I, it was bad, wasn't it? I said, I said. And, and I. I mean. And, and, and I put all type of holiness on it too. You couldn't say nothing. Like you know, you come against this, you're just coming against Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And and, and then. And, but I'm sitting there. I'm looking at. About four minutes later, I said, "Let me go and get rid of this thing." Yeah, yeah. I mean, let me go, let me go on and delete this, because cause let me tell you something, you're never gonna win being natural. Right. My, my spiritual father told me this once, my, my first spiritual father, Leroy Carter, he's getting gone now, and he said, he said this to me, he says, never have spiritual conversations with unspiritual people. You right. You'll lose every time. Right. And no, so, so no matter how, what that post would have done, they still would have got me. <laughs> I said all the time, uh, Ja Rule was better than 50. But ja Rule tried fifty when fifty was hot. Career over. What you know about that? value. <laughs> okay, cool. Here's the last verse. We're done. John fifteen nineteen. This is powerful right here. <laughs> Where would I be without you? She's like, she was over like in her mind, like yeah, okay. Listen, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. There it is. Drop mic. If you belong to the world, notice that, if, conditional. So maybe the problem is you don't. It would love you as its own. Maybe they would treat you right if that's where you were supposed to be. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. And this is why the world hates you. See, see, here's the issue. You keep trying to get in where you don't fit in. You keep trying to be around people that care nothing about you, really don't even like you. And you're trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out, I I ain't never said nothing about them to nobody. I ain't never done nothing to them. They have no reason to treat me the way that they do. And, And you're right, you didn't. But what you did do wrong was place yourself in an atmosphere that you did not belong. See, until you get to the point in your walk where when you sing I love you more than anything and it is truly just flowing through your heart because you love God more, you love Him more than anything, until you get to that place in your walk, you find yourself still trying to fit in in places that you've outgrown places that don't want you you, you ever you, you, you ever just walk through life sometimes feeling like you don't belong here you, you you ever around the crowd of people that used to be used to be tight with them but something's changed and and, and i don't want to sound paranoid but it, they, i think they've been talking about me and i you, I, you know you, you know when you look, you, you, you sit down where you ain't been somewhere in a long time, but now you done gave your life to God and you, and you see people looking at each other out the corner of their eyes and they speaking. And you, you think you just tripping. No, baby, you ain't tripping. They, they don't like you. They don't like you, you don't belong there. So, so, so now you've been trying to figure out, you've been trying to figure out, you've been trying to figure out what is wrong, baby. The only person wrong is you. For trying to be where you don't belong. I want to challenge you today. In my closing, I want to challenge each and every one of you today. From this Sunday to next Sunday, stay where you belong. Stay where you belong. Quit going over there thirsty for friendship. They was talking about you as you pulled up talked about you as you pulled off. Just to come home to somebody that don't care nothing about you either. Keep on telling me you love me. Where that name at? Where that name at? You love me so much. If you belong to the world, that explains it all. Somebody just say, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to fit in, but they don't, they don't want me. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen. Do, and, and what do you want when what God gives you, you don't desire? Who do you want to pick out of the world if if you don't want God. What what what, what is it about? What is it about? What is it about these people that you are just determined to be with, though every chance they get they wrong you? That's on you, not them. Because the world is going to do what the world is going to do, but you don't have to be a victim to that any longer. But you got to know your worth. You got to know your worth. That is our problem. We walk around here not knowing our worth. If you knew what you was worth, most people wouldn't even be able to speak to you. If you knew what you was worth, nobody of that caliber would have been able to get over on you. If you, if you knew what you was worth, Listen, if we have anybody in the building today that has not given their lives over to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we offer you the invitation to come on down. If you are ready to start being serious, serious about God, and I want you to understand, God doesn't think that when you come down here, just automatically years are going to change overnight. He's more understanding than that. He's more understanding than that. And he knows that when you give your life to him, that he knows you're going to try to take it back a time or two until so you begin to understand that in him is safety, in him, in him is peace and joy and everything that you, you've been searching for. So if we have anyone in the building today that desires to get saved, saved give their life to Jesus, we offer you the invitation to come on down.